0: Hey folks, welcome to the Creative Language Learning Podcast with Kirsten Cable and Lindsay Dow. Hello everybody, welcome to episode 30 of the Creative Language Learning Podcast. And I'm here with Lindsay Dow, of course. How's Lindsay Dow today?
1: Very good, thank you. How
0: are you? I'm well, thank you very much. As you can tell I'm on my second coffee of the day, so I'm I'm feeling quite energized and I'm feeling ready to tell you that this episode is brought to you with support from Hello Talk. Yay! <laughs> Yay! Okay, so we've we've previously told you guys about Hello Talk and I just want to talk to you about Hello Talk. It's their slogan is talk to the world and you really are talking to the world. I have in the last two days been messaging people in three different countries, in three different languages, if we're counting English. So I've got a language exchange partner and I've never had a language exchange partner before. It's a very wonderful young man who lives in Paris and I we're texting each other using HelloTalk in French and in English so he's practicing his English with me and I'm practicing my French with him and something that I've never noticed before is that you know Skype language exchanges I find them really awkward because you happen it feels to me that you have to jump on the phone a bit too soon with somebody so mm-hmm. for me texting is working out really really well mm-hmm. how, I mean how how do you find about um,
1: exchanges on your mobile with the texting? I really like HelloTalk. This past week's been insane. I haven't had the chance to use it, but normally I have kind of ten minutes uh, every sort of weekday morning where I'll I'll finish at the end of my sort of study hour. I'll be like, right onto HelloTalk. Let's just practice whatever language I've got a message in today, you know. And I find that if I change my um, the kind of languages that I'm learning on on my profile every now and then, you all of a sudden get this new wave of people in in that that new language that you've listed, which is really cool, because it just stops from being like, oh, it's just well, if you're obviously it's cool if you're learning <laughs> lots of different languages or you've got lots of languages that you've learned and want to try and maintain. Because I think that's where I know that's that's where I fall down. So Hello Talk really does give me a chance to maintain languages in mm. in a more enjoyable way than thinking well, I've already studied this language, but I still need to sit down and do some work. You know, you don't have to sit down and do work. You can sit down and chat to people in in real life. That's that's true.
0: Yeah, I've been chatting to people in in Welsh and in French. I'm really enjoying it. One feature I would like to highlight to our listeners who are already using HelloTalk is in the settings, there's a feature that I've recently found. It's called Who Can Find Me? And sometimes you might find you're getting overwhelmed with too many messages. I've been getting a lot of messages from guys telling me that my profile picture is oh so beautiful. And to be honest, I don't care. So I don't care for that type of message. So I found that there is a setting. And this might sound weird, but you can set what gender of people, what age of people, and whether you want an exact language match in who's finding you. And I hadn't noticed that before. So when you go into the settings, who can find me? If you're feeling overwhelmed with getting too many messages from people whose language match isn't quite right for you, you can set an exact language match and you're only going to be visible for people who are, whose native language matches the language that you are learning. So I really like how HelloTalk takes care of you in that sense as well. And I That's my really th- nice. I didn't know that. Mm, I'll have it, to check that out. It's really good. And also I sent my first photo this week. And as I sent the photo, it gave me a lot of warnings about the kind of photos and the kind of photo quality and, again, safeguarding issues that it's got in place. So HelloTalk is an app that takes care of you as well. Um, It's a mobile mobile language exchange community, and it's got close to 2 million users. So even though I'm learning a minority language, which is Welsh, I have found people that I can chat to on this app and it's been it's been very very successful so the idea is that you help you find a language exchange partner and they help you by chatting with you on your phone i like it lindsay likes it and you're going to like it too and it's at www.hellotalk.com that's where you're going to get the links for android or for iphone what's the iphone thing called apps App shop, iOS App Store, just App Store, App Shop, App Shop, <laughs> app, shop. <laughs> app Shop, the <laughs> British version, ye oldie App Shop, <laughs> <laughs> and and what you then need to do is you need to send them the code Fluent Language, and they're going to give you three months of Pro membership as well. So nice. thank you very much to our sponsors for today's show, Hello Talk. Um, hello Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> hello Kirsten. <laughs> I have uh, um, a very interesting topic for today or for us to chat about and I've already started talking about it is our own language progress because we've recently both engaged with new language learning projects so
1: how's it going with your add one challenge? Yeah good this month has been a lot harder, which was to be expected, not in terms of, oh, the language is gonna pick game. in terms of finding the time, you know. And I knew when when Brian first said, Oh yeah, it's from this date and it will go to this I'm thinking, Well Christmas is in that date period, Brian, what are you thinking? But it's uh it's it's good because I guess at this time of year it would be very easy to just do nothing at all and think, Well, no, Christmas is happening. I'm not gonna you know, not gonna do a thing. But actually it is encouraging me to keep going and to keep doing as as much as I can my my I planned in um my plan for December was to have two italki lessons a week so to have a long one hour session on the weekend and a half an hour session in the week not happened and not my fault at all I'd like to say <laughs> because, I didn't think it was <laughs> because I mean the tutors that I booked with are away mm-hmm. over Christmas and you know they're, they're not teaching so what can I do you know so so i've i'm done as much as i can um but yeah feeling a bit like oh, ready ready for uh, for for the new year which i think we'll talk about later on today
0: absolutely absolutely well it sounds like it sounds like one of the big things that you've committed to and that you've actually gone ahead with is finding the time so do you have any sort of pro tip or what have you done to kind of find the time because we're both incredibly busy
1: mm. believe it or not <laughs> so I, I, well, for me, I it's very easy to find the odd few minutes here and there that, that varies throughout your daily life. You know, some days you will have a free evening and you will have some time to sit. Some days, probably most days, you won't. So don't rely on that time. I think the best thing you can do to find time for learning a language is to actually um, make you know, set some time aside each day that's like a regular time. And if that means waking up half an hour earlier, or going to bed half an hour later, do it. Mm. You know, if you really want it, it's going to be worth it. So I mean, for me, I have from sort of 7am to 8am in the morning, that's my time when my partner's gone to work. And before I start work, so you know, before I kind of get really ready for work in that hour between eight and nine, seven and eight, that's my like kind of power hour. And that's like, Almost like my gift to myself, if you like, of saying, right, this is my time. Mm -hmm. This is what I want to do. I want to, you know, I know that this is going to make me feel good for the rest of the day if I do it now. Because if I don't do it now, the whole day is just going to be like, come on, I don't want to do this. I want to be doing my Japanese. So I think that that's the best piece of advice I can give. And, not, you know, it doesn't have to be in the morning, like I say, whenever you can fit it in. If there is just a slot of 10 minutes, half an hour, an hour every day that you know you can commit to. It then just becomes a habit. it's just like brushing your teeth, you know it just becomes part of your routine
0: so we've had establish a habit, I think that's really, really good advice, and the other thing that i'm I'm really admiring you for, and I'm beginning to kind of feel in the same way to be honest um is that you you maintain your motivation so well. I think the add one challenge really helps, right because not only have you got a goal. An end goal, kind of in mind. Although I think that goal is vague, but again, we'll talk about it later. But you're also going to you've also got sort of a lot of reinforcement and a lot of kind of accountability. What do you think it is that keeps you wanting to do Japanese?
1: Okay, I think I've I've thought about this recently. So I think you mentioned last time how when you came and you were like, "Whoa, crazy bookshelf of languages." So that for me is like, well, what if I don't, if I don't do my Japanese, when am I ever going to have the time to learn this language and that language? Mm -hmm. And that, I don't know, I find that is kind of that that works for me in terms of, well, I want to do this further down the line, but I'm never going to get to that stage if I don't finish this one. (laughs) And of course, you never finish learning a language. Mm -hmm. Um, This is, you know. We know this.
0: Yeah. Um, well Finnish is up to you, isn't it? It's you are the Yeah, person... Swedish
1: too and
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I meant the language. Language be... joke. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Good. Yeah. Um determining when you are finished, not finish. Finished <laughs> is, is is up to you as the language learner. I think that's a big thing that um we need to you know, you need to established right at the start and even if you say i'm gonna be fluent in japanese and then you're not and you're going i'm just but i'm still kind of done that's okay that's okay Mm -hmm. that's there's no judgment in that and having said that i need to tell you about my welsh oh i've been i've been good i've been good yeah yeah i got a um i got a little sticker uh called kymraig Gober, and apparently that means welsh prize um oh. because i went to preston it's about 20 miles away in preston there's this thing called club charade which is like chat club um and you have to go to the library and i didn't really know i sort of thought oh i'm just gonna turn up and see what it's like and it was so cool it was just this lady and everybody was really really excited that there was a new face there um and it's like a little community organized class Um, ...of native Welsh speakers, and I've never seen this. It's a group of native speakers and beginners. And the natives are there kind of helping the beginners. I mean, sometimes I've seen it with English as a foreign language community classes... ...but never, for example, with German, learning German in the UK or something like that. I've never seen this where you have several native speakers... ...normally you put one sort of at the front as the expert. But this was different. This was a real learning community... And, as we were doing the exercises, um it was sort of "What are you doing over your Christmas holidays?" And I said, "Oh, how do I say this? You don't have to ask the teacher because there's a native speaker next to you. Wow, that sounds so much fun. It was so much fun. it was really enjoyable. I really, really appreciated mm. the class um club Sharrad in Preston it's i think welsh club preston dot dot website something um, <laughs> But I just really, really enjoyed it. Um, They had this class and because the library is letting them use the space, it's actually a really affordable class um, to the extent of pretty much free. Um, You're paying very, very little for a a class that is, you know, it's not high quality, super course, but I did practice a lot. I did learn a lot. Um, And there were people of all kinds of varying um, skill levels. So that is really something I want to, pull into next year and I'm going to look at how we can make something like that happen as a as a live class like we've previously been talking about running live events and it's that model really stood out to me and everyone in the group was an expert so I learned how to say happy Christmas and a happy new year in Finnish, Romanian and f- well French and Italian which I kind of already knew and in Welsh so the other thing was that this is a Welsh club but it kind of became this almost i guess polyglot club if you want to use the word polyglot that it just everyone was the expert there was no there's one person at the front who who was who can do this really well it, it was the most learner directed class i've ever seen it was fantastic
1: that's really nice I feel like that's a really modern classroom environment as well if you think about how things are moving online even Mm. if you have like an online course you've still got a community and it's all about sort of the peer um the peer kind of of teaching and learning together yeah I think that's actually a really sort of modern idea for a classroom I like that
0: yeah learning is discovery isn't it and I mean Mm. we both as teachers I don't know how you feel about this but I always feel that as a teacher I don't it's not my job to explain everything to you and then expect you to like parrot it back to me. It's my job to to be there guiding and being like your resource of knowledge and kind of pointing you in the right directions, you know, just kind of helping people observe and practice rather than making people recall the phrases that I give to them. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So that was, that was really fantastic. And I've also, as I promised, I, I, on the podcast, and it's is the most accountable I, I could possibly make myself, because I said on the podcast, I'm booking another lesson before Christmas. I have booked Ooh. another online lesson before Christmas as well. Um, and that's even though I'm still on, stuck on lesson six of Say Something in Welsh, which is the longest podcast lesson in history. It's like an hour long. And I'm about three quarters through it now. So I'm, I'm getting better. But geez, that's long. <laughs> It's a really long lesson. After that, I'm, going to, I'm beginning to feel this thing where, you know, when you've done something and it's quite tricky, I'm, I'm beginning to get that feeling of, man, when I'm done with this, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rule the school. This is going to be brilliant. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I think that's another big thing about maintaining motivation. It's making your chunk that you're working on sort of big enough to so that you can really chunk, chomp on it. So, you know, like, like making mm-hmm. it meat, meaty. I'm vegetarian, you're vegetarian. Um, <laughs> making it lentil meat. Making it soya <laughs> it Yeah, but, you know, giving it some substance so that you can really, like, chew on it and really, you know, making it something that is actually a challenge. But at the same time, something where you can see the end inside.
1: Yes. And I think as well, um, I mean, I've got a blog planned in the new year, which will probably be out actually when the day this goes live. Um, But it's sort of about goals. And I feel like you have to go deeper every time. So you say, okay, I want to speak Spanish. How am I going to do that? Well, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to speak with people. How am I going to do that? Where am I going to find Then You're just constantly asking a question every step of that goal.
0: Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And then,
1: and then, you know, you've got your roadmap, you've got your, your step by step instructions of how you're actually going to reach it. Because I think it's when when you have a goal that seems so far off, it just, is oh, and the motivation is just not there. It has to be, you know, the end goal may not be tomorrow that you achieve it, but there has to be something that you've that you're saying, I'm going to do that by tomorrow. Do you know what I mean?
0: I completely know what you mean. I think this is a this is a great time to introduce the topic of today's show. Seeing as we're planning to release this show in the new year, in 2016, um, I guess let's talk about how to achieve a New Year's resolution of learning a new language and New Year's resolutions in general and just all that whole thing about New Year's resolutions. Um, and oh gosh, where do I start? Um, I guess in general... I'm going to start with, we've got various articles I'm all going to put in the show notes. Um, I've sort of been casting around our fellow bloggers. Um, and there are two two lads, two dudes um, that have written about New Year's resolutions. There's Ollie from I Will Teach You a Language. And then there's Benny Lewis from Fluent in Three Months, where I found. And then just to contrast that, I found an article on mirror.co.uk which is a... Uh, <laughs> is that a reliable source? It's a highly respected UK newspaper. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's a UK tabloid. Um, but actually quite a quite a fun little article. It was, it was five cheap ways to learn a language in 2015. So it was more about, um, you know, how you can make this happen without... It was much more on the surface. So I think I'm going to look at that one first. So first of all, we've got five five cheap ways to learn a language. And one of the big things is that learning a foreign language I'm finally going to learn French I'm going to learn I don't know like most people I do go with a major language I think most English native speakers who are setting themselves a resolution who are kind of making this as a self-improvement thing um I had a I had a resolution last year actually um worked out really well it was um, I'm going to become a punctual person um you're on time today true true isn't it good I, I did learn some um i did learn some techniques actually so maybe i'll, I'll talk about this in a minute <laughs> but um just just so i don't lose my thread the um the mirror article um makes it clear that you know sort of learning a language is a resolution and it says oh it packs some hefty benefits you know but we don't all have cash to spend on classes so it's one of the big problems with language learning and maybe this is stating the obvious and preaching to the choir, etc. But I like the tips that they actually found um, was, okay, how can we learn a language for cheap? Um, and the first tip that it gave, which is, it's written for a UK audience, but this is open to everyone in the world, was make the most of your license fee. And in the UK, you do pay quite a high broadcasting license fee, but everybody's really happy to do it because they are funding the National Treasurer, is the BBC. And the BBC has these really nice introduction sections. Um, They've got 40 different languages on there as well. So it's not just the usual, like, I'm going to learn Italian this year for my Italian holiday. But if you kind of want to go with something quirkier, you can find Polish there, you can find your Swahili, you can find Catalan, etc. So the BBC has got a really nice little library. And I've often looked at it as a good place to start. So I thought that tip was really good. And then it sort of goes into the, like like the, you know, we're all rolling our eyes here as people who've learned a language before. Um, Chat with fluent speakers. Pro tip there. Chat with people who speak the language. And it sort of talks about language exchanges and italki. Um, But again... It has this, <laughs> it has this really wonderful little picture there that doesn't really relate to Italki or something like that. But it's sort of it's it's got this picture of people outside Buckingham Palace and says tourists. All of a sudden, there's a point to them, and that could be a really good challenge: is to go out and actually talk to a tourist or somebody who's you know a foreign language speaker. Like here in Lancaster, we have sort of two tourist attractions, but I do hear a lot of Spanish spoken, for example, around me. Um, and you know what's there to stop you from practicing your language with tourists with people that actually come to your town I thought I was really really good Mm. so these are kind of general language learning tips now here is the thing though as we talk about goal setting what do you think is what do you think of the new year's resolution I'm going to learn a language or
1: I'm going to become fluent in X okay so as I mentioned earlier that's 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 nice, and it's good, and it's good to have an ambition, especially with language learning. Slight bias there for me, but um, but I think you have to really actually look deeper if you really want it. If you really want to succeed, you have to. It's almost like an onion, like an onion goal, right? So you go, you know, onions have layers. You know that from Shrek, from Shrek. I do not. Oh. I can I put it in the show really, notes though. For that's a really good reference. Onions have layers. So he says, "Augurs are like onions." I'm sure that's what he says. Anyway, it's like an onion goal, right? So you start and you say, "I'm gonna be fluent in Spanish." Okay, what are you gonna do? Well, I, I, I want to speak. What, you know, what does what does that mean to you? What does fluency mean to you? I want to speak Spanish. Okay, and then go the next step further. How are you gonna speak Spanish? Well, I'm gonna speak with people. Where are you gonna find these people? Are you gonna speak? You know, and you just constantly—it's like you've got an annoying. I don't know, an, an annoying, very annoying questioner mm. inside you, my husband. Who's, who's does that? <laughs> well, there you go. So you can you can pose your new resolutions to your husband and say, "Ask me, ask me anything. Ask me how this is going to happen," and that will really help to, to then get to the bottom of it and to sort of say, "Right, mm-hmm. this is how it's going. This is how it's going down." By the end of January, I am going to be at this level. End of February, at this point, you know what I mean. So you've you've got constant achievable goals. That are getting you towards that bigger end goal.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I yeah. think that that's very very good. The because it it hits on one of the most important aspects of goals that we as language learners um, sort of the, most language learning goals can become very foggy, and this hits on precision. And precision is really important if you're going to set yourself a good language learning goal. And as such, I enjoyed what um, the, the Benny Lewis aspect of, of precision that he put down. So he sort of, um, in the article that he wrote, which is about how to keep a language New Year's resolution, um, he said, well, you've got to define exactly what fluency means to you, which to me is huge. Fluency, mm. is, fluency is, is almost always don't set yourself a goal of becoming fluent. I know my company is called Fluent, but don't set yourself the goal of becoming fluent. You can dream of this, but it's a desire, but it's not a practical goal. The desire is what drives you. The desire is your motivation. It's what keeps you going. But to get set yourself a goal, it's got to be, it's got to do the whole thing with the smart. So specific, measurable, achievable, uh, relevant, and time bound. And I can't believe I just remembered all of those off the top of my head, but I have. <laughs> so, you know, th- your goals have to, they have to be measurable. And fluency is not measurable ever. It's It just isn't. It just isn't. You can feel... I could now go and pass a third-year university exam in French probably. And I don't feel fluent in French. Because when I speak French, I... A, I make mistakes. And B, I start wondering how do I say this. A lot. Even though I can have a conversation. But... Fluency is so up to your own internal standards and so up to how you feel. And you just can't set yourself that goal. Like, I didn't become fluent in English, really, until I, until way after I, I was at any point where I would have thought about it. Did that make sense? Mm-hmm. So it's, you're, you're fluent about five years after you've stopped worrying about whether you're fluent or not, is what I think.
1: I think so. <laughs> <coughs> Sorry. Word.
0: Mic drop. <laughs>
1: uh, little little cough. Yeah, mic drop. Indeed.
0: I think I think that's really important. So I just I get I get cross at at I'm fluent and it's like no no fluency is a it's achievable as I have written a book about fluency is achievable, but it's probably not what you actually want. So instead, think about what is going to be rewarding. And if I'm thinking about, uh, say, something in Welch Lesson 6, finishing that is going to be rewarding because I know I won't have to do it again. That's, that's like, how, how small. And I don't know. Like, I have to, like you say, Lindsay, I have to, like, onion through and kind of zoom in on tiny things. And that's the way I stay rewarded. So what does that tell mm. us about New Year's resolutions?
1: well it's interesting you know and the articles that you sent over are kind of like forget news resolutions and um I think I'm reading a different one from um fluent in three months than the one you sent me Mm -hmm. I don't know it looks different to the one I remember reading before um because the one I remember was like I don't set news resolutions and stuff like that which I can get because there is that mentality of I think that was Ollie's
0: article the I will teach you a language article
1: yeah. And it's like, I get that because it's like, well, what's mm-hmm. the point? Because you just fail. You just, you just, I'm going to get fit this year. I'm going to go to the gym for two weeks and then something's going to happen and I'm just not going to go back. It's like, then you feel rubbish. And I, I understand that. But I think the reason that we do that to ourselves is because we don't know how to actually delve deeper into the, this kind of goal setting process. Right. And to actually make it successful and achievable and realistic. Mm -hmm. This is the other thing, you know, like you say about fluency being measurable. It also has to be. Was that part of the smart thing? Realistic? It had relevant. Although some people,
0: some people say it stands for realistic, actually. Like that's the thing about smart goals. Nobody really remembers what smart really stands for anymore. Uh, (laughs) I don't know. Some guy made it up probably at some point or a lady. Um, And yeah, people have run with it. But yeah. you were right, it's gotta be realistic. And this this makes me think about last year's resolution, which was I'm going to become a punctual person, uh didn't really entirely work out. Um wasn't maybe maybe wasn't ever going to be working out because, you know, like if my goal is I'm going to become a person who um is extremely aware of time and values punctuality in a in a much higher way than I do right now. And I'm actually going to turn my whole personality around become this really precise, you know, like better planning. You know, like this is, that's putting a lot of demand on myself. That's basically saying I'm going to become a different person. And I think that's Ooh. too much weight on something like a New Year's resolution. That's setting yourself up for failure. However, I guess what it, what that vision gave me, the vision of, you know, like I'm going to be not, racing around out of breath, apologizing to people all the time. And that that is a that is something that I did want to address. That that, you know, that like me disrespecting other people's time is not good. So I did go through a period I, I read a lot about you know, I read quite a few sort of articles about how to be more punctual, like sort of tips on um how to become a better timekeeper, etc. Uh, by the way, I am a really good project achiever. I'm really good with deadlines. I just don't. I don't. I don't know. Like the, clo- the, clo- time.
1: the closer something is to my
0: house, the later I'm going to be.
1: What was it? You know the Gretchen Rubin the four tendencies.
0: Oh, the four tendencies. What? What? What were you? A questioner. Ah, uh, yeah. Is it that you think? Yeah, I'm, I guess I'm. I'm always assessing. That's part
1: of it, yeah. You know, if, if if someone's given you a deadline, you don't have to question that because it's like, well, they've given you the deadline. But if 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 it's you saying, well, I'm going to be there at that time, it's like, well, why do I have to be there? Really, you know, you're going to question it. I. The thing is, I don't even. We say, should put that in the show notes. I think that's actually really, really relevant to the I, whole goal setting. thing. I will, and I think identifying your your tendency of the, the, the Gretchen Rubin tendencies yes the Gretchen
0: Rubin tendency framework four tendency framework um yeah. it's about how you um how you meet expectations and how you react to expectations internal and external that are set on you Lindsay kind of turned me on to this and I think it's fascinating and I'm actually going to earmark this for a future episode where we can really go into depth about it and introduce the four tendencies if you I think like that's Lindsay.
1: What's, I think that's what's actually struck me because because of how relevant like I listened to her her podcast happier which I definitely recommend mm-hmm. um and it was, I was thinking, God, this is so relevant to language learning. And I think that's why I'm, I constantly listen, because it's like, there's so much in there. It's like, this makes so much sense.
0: Mm, it's, a lot of okay. it is about habit building mm. um, and, you know, sort of, which is a lot of what we're talking about. And learning anything is, is, is important there. So, yeah, I think I'm, I've earmarked that we're going to make a, f- a future episode about cool. um, the four tendencies. And I, f- I am looking forward to it. So... Coming back to the punctuality story, um, I guess it's a story. <laughs> it's what I read about was sort of, okay, um, you know, I read various articles and they were addressing, so two things that it did teach me, setting such an ambitious goal, which I haven't achieved because I haven't been 100% punctual for everything this year. Um, Christian, my husband, who's, who edits this podcast, is right now doubling over laughing. Um but you know, I was punk- I was on time for my wedding, so you know, ish. <laughs> yeah. Um. Two things that it did teach me was number one, I examined what my problem was. You know, like like. Why is it that I run late? It's partly because I, I fear the empty waiting time. I don't like empty waiting time. I fear that time, mm-hmm. and I hadn't contrasted that with the value, the extremely good feeling of being ready for something without kind of rushing in at the last minute and being able to really prepare mentally for it. So now I feel like I understand the benefit of being punctual more than I had before. Before I kind of it felt pointless to me, um, or I, I think internally. Um and, you know, like the benefits are it is more polite, it values other people's time more, and also it makes you readier. For what you are actually turning up for. So that's brilliant. And also it made me. It made me set a few habits. Such as considering traveling times. And you know considering time of of being ready. And how long stuff takes. Sort of because one of the unpunctual people. Have a habit of underestimating how long things are going to take. And I'm definitely falling into that category. So again I haven't completely fixed it. But I've become more aware So maybe a way of setting a new year's resolution for language learning, I thought, is not this sort of hyper-positive ambitious, I'm going to become a person who is fluent in X. Or maybe that is can be your main thing. But as you go along, going about that goal, observe what's holding you back and start looking at where your main problems are. um, And look at how you're learning about yourself. So I don't think setting New Year's resolutions is pointless. I think setting New Year's resolutions, or, they don't have to be time-bound. There's no reason to set them at New Year's. Such a questioner. <laughs> but, <Yes. laughs> but, you know, you might as well, if you're thinking about it already and you're listening to this podcast, we've now made you think about it. Um, I think as a, as a growth experience, even if you don't meet your goals, a core part that, that maybe we often forget, especially with language learning, is that if you haven't met a goal, you haven't actually failed. So if you haven't met the resolution on the surface, like I'm not now my magical punctual person, I've still learned about punctuality and I've still learned... You know, I still go back to what I learned as I was working on addressing my punctuality. And it's it's much more at the forefront of my mind. So I've adjusted what I think is important and in language learning, perhaps something similar can be can be done when you this is very personal to you, the listener um when you observe where you are getting stuck so if you're, if your resolution is "I'm going to address my writing, I'm going to become better at spelling in my foreign language," and you just don't do it, then start looking into perhaps read some articles, etc, on why it might be that you're not doing it mm. So so it's more about,
1: like... It's, it's, I, think that's, it's, it, I think that's really important to mention because it's very hard to do. It's very hard to be critical of ourselves. You know, we like to think that... We're perfect, perfect. yeah. Yeah, we do. And of course, from time to time, we all kind of um, feel a bit, like, down on ourselves and a bit like, oh, I'm not perfect at all. I'm the opposite of perfect. But I think to actually step back and critique ourselves in a positive way... Can be very beneficial like you say even you know you may not be on time for every event now but you know the reason you know that you hate that dead time and so you have learned from that and you you can now use that going forward does that make sense i think it does make sense i think sense. it's actually really really beneficial to um to give ourselves the chance to to critique ourselves positively
0: yeah i don't feel as such i don't feel like i failed
1: yeah of maybe
0: course. maybe because when i was setting that goal. I could already tell that I was I was not 100% committing to it because it felt so ambitious, right? right? So I was kind of like, I'm going to be a, a punctual person-ish, kind of, but if I don't, whatever. So, you know, so you sort yeah. of, you already, if you're setting a goal that is too ambitious for yourself, I think your internal, your, your for lack of a better word, soul or something, like your internal... Gut. Uh, your yeah, gut your gut being. feeling, your your um I don't know, like the self inside you that knows what you're capable of. Like I think I think there is I've been reading about I know this is becoming the self-help show, um, but I've been reading a book called The Inner Game of Tennis. Sort of you you've got a self one and a self-two inside you. Self one being the one that's you know mitigates everything, and self two being your source of inspiration and learning and sort of your more natural self, um, a self one being the kind of critical voice. Um, but it's like your your resolution comes from having observed something that isn't working and wanting to be better. Um, and those are all extremely valid and valuable things. But if your resolution is set too high or too ambitious, I think your self one is going to come in and go, yeah, but that's never going to happen. And then that's bad because you're self-sabotaging in the first place. I feel like that might have started happening to me with punctuality. I feel like with punctuality, what happened to me was that I I gained something even though I wasn't that great at setting the goal. I could have yeah. done better. I could have said, okay, I'm going to be on time for two things this week. And that is sort of how I how I broke it down a little bit. So I was achieving my goals. As long as I was tracking them, but I just kind of ran away and stopped tracking it after a while. Because, you know, I don't know, it, it just wasn't, it, it didn't end up being that high in my list of priorities. However, I did learn about myself. And I do feel like I don't, even though I've failed on the very high level goal of becoming a punctual person who's never late for anything. I have succeeded in understanding more about it and just learning about it. And, and equally, I've recently um, read some feedback on this blog article that I wrote about, you know, slower language learning. Like you said, the slow burn language learn. <laughs> and somebody commented on it and that really resonated with me, their the story. And, and what they said was that they kept setting themselves a goal of achieving a certain goal in three months um, mm-hmm. which you know like the the kind of um, do things quickly I guess mentality um, and they were saying oh you know and, and I just kept failing on it I kept failing on it and then if you keep failing on it you've got that internal voice that starts telling you you're incapable which is really yeah. bad like don't yeah. do that and the mindset shift that this person went through was at some point they said well I'm not going to I think it was Japanese no, I'm not going to Japan anytime soon and so yes I've got it I looked at it and I said I'm not going to Japan anytime soon I don't really need it for anything so I can just take my time it's much easier to do and I'm having better success and this is really important to say you can take your time with what you're doing you can you know you can succeed on your own terms you don't have to set a goal of I'm going to become fluent in three months or fluent in whatever time period you know not not we're not hell bent on the three months there. Um, you don't even have to get set a goal of fluency. You don't have to get set a goal of I'm going to review twenty flashcards every single day. You you have to find something that I think makes your makes your inner makes your gut feel excited but not scared. It's it was a guy called Johnny Raznick Um So Johnny, thank you so much for your comment on my blog. I really appreciated that. I thought it was it was. I don't know, my article was really long and it put in four lines essentially what I was saying. It was fantastic. (laughs) So as such, it's... The New Year's resolution, I think, is fantastic as a source of motivation and excitement but is risky because of the fear factor.
1: Yeah, but what's life if you don't take risks? Mm, Good point. Ooh. (laughs) Life, if you don't take risks,
0: exactly. So, Lindsay, do you have a news resolution for twenty sixteen?
1: Oh, so many, so many. Ooh. So okay, so this is actually I should mention this when this goes out on on Monday the fourth, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so we'll be doing a webinar together. Am I right? Not on the <laughs> Monday. Right?
0: Is that right? Is it Not Saturday? on the Monday.
1: On the Saturday. That's correct. On Saturday the 9th Saturday the 9th. This Saturday, as you're listening to this. Which you should de- definitely register for. We're talking about this, um, about setting successful and realistic language learning goals. Um, and it's going in the show notes. Yay! But I've forgotten, sorry, what was the question?
0: <laughs> what are your New Year's resolutions? What for are 2016? my New Year's
1: resolutions? Okay. I have a, I have a lot because I, I feel like, so last year, I would say was the first year that I've actually set myself New Year's resolutions seriously. Like in the past, I've never, I've always thought, well, you know, if I want to change something about myself and about, you know, how I spend my time or whatever, I'll just do it. I don't need a, a January the 1st to come around to tell me to change. So I've never really done it until last year. And I thought, you know what? I, I want part of my blog to be sharing my progress and to be, um, to be, to be kind of, you know, sharing my, what I learned from, from my experiences. So I thought, okay, I'm going to set myself some New Year's resolutions. And I did. And it's been, I would say, one of the most productive, if not the most productive year of my life in terms of getting stuff done. And I'm talking about business, I'm talking about kind of travel, um, you know, like, like life in general, but also language learning. And so I am setting myself some more this year. Do you want to know what they are? Yes, please. I'll so, tell you. I've, I've, I've given you a nice long winded introduction. Um, <laughs> so, okay, so this year I am going to be learning um, Korean with someone that you know, Shannon from your Linguist. Ooh. Yeah. So we're gonna be learning Korean together. Oh, you got yourself a buddy. I love it. I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, which I'm really excited about because it's always been such a solo thing for me. So I'm looking forward to that because we both are gonna be using different resources and stuff and um kind of documenting alternatively on both of our blogs and, and YouTube channels and everything. So it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. And it's that is, I guess, kind of like slow burn language learn you know we're not really going for any particular end goal i mean we're setting ourselves weekly aims in terms of okay we'll get we'll do this topic this week we'll learn how to say that this week you know but there is no at the moment at least there's no kind of end by this day we will be able to do this it's just a case of yeah we just want to do this for fun neither of us need need this it's just an enjoyable hobby so there's that that starts in February when I finish the Add One Challenge. Um, the, no, uh, end, end of February. Yeah, beginning of February. Beginning of February. Beginning of February. Um, I'm, I'm excited. I've got a lot of, of travel planned for next year. And I haven't even booked a holiday yet, which is fun. So I'll be going to France in February with the Open University to be an academic assistant at the French Residential School. Oh, la, la. Which, yeah, which is really fun. So I'm going to have, like, a kind of major, um, like, complete life surrounded by french mode for about a week or so in february Um, and then i'll be going to berlin again for the polyglot gathering in may so another kind of week before that of quick german and every other language i've ever studied because i'm probably gonna practice all of them (laughs) at this event Um, and then greece for the polyglot conference this year in october Mm -hmm. so literally the other week this weekend we went to Leamington Spa. I don't know if you've ever been there; it's a lovely little town. And we're I always I always go into charity shops looking for language stuff, and I came across Instant Greek, and it's a kit that I've used in the past, in fact, to pick up Italian and German in very very early stages, and I loved it. I thought it was really really well put together, and I found I'm thinking, oh, I have to get this, and I I it was three ninety nine, and it's you know I thought well, I I didn't just buy it. I was like. But do I really need... Am I going to have time to do this? I've got all these languages I want to learn. It I really... Oh, oh, and I am denied and I tossed a coin and we went for a drink and we went back and I got it. So... <laughs> so now i know that i must really want it so i'm gonna be um doing that later on in the year Um, and then kind of throughout the year as well it's it's more it's more a dabble year next year for me so esperanto and indonesian i think um Uh are on the list of of um kind of getting to a basic um you know level i haven't exactly outlined what sort of level i want to get to in terms of like a1 a2 b1 etc yeah but i think i will do that before before this podcast goes out in fact um but yeah, because I mean, this year has been so focused with Spanish, quit university, Japanese. It's been very much focused on one language at a time. Of course, I've done the language script challenge, but that's just been like complete glance, if you like. So I'm ready for another another dabble year, I think. I like that so much. I like
0: I, I like how you're. Instead of perhaps setting a resolution, you you do have resolutions in there and clear goals. Mm. But what I really like is, and this is perhaps something that I can, I can put forward as an alternative idea for New Year's resolution is to set instead to set a theme for the year.
1: I love that. Yes, yes. I've been doing that, in fact, for the last couple of months. I've kind of, I've got, as I look now above the desk, I've got like my weekly kind of plan of everything that needs to be done each week. And I kind of give myself like a word for each month. So like this month being December, um, getting ready for, (laughs) for January and everything. The word is prepare. Mm hmm because um, I'm releasing my next e-course on February the 1st. I can say that now because this is going to be going out in time. Um, And so January is going to be complete kind of like getting, sharing as much kind of free content from that course as possible. Mm -hmm. And so now is like, right, getting that stuff ready. I believe to go. that's what our webinar what our webinars yes. about as well. Our webinar's about about oh, goals. Exciting.
0: Exactly. Stuff. I really I mean I'm so glad to you know I'm, I'm glad to see Lindsay coming into the the area of online courses and video courses cuz she's so good at video. Oh, uh, it's just you. really great and just to you know we we've opened up and we've previously talked about running courses together so I think that's hopefully something we've got to look forward to as well. We're going to dabble in that. <laughs> <laughs> um over over the next year because this is um but right, let me let me um introduce you if you allow me to um well I I don't have any news resolutions yet but as we are recording this we are halfway through December I do I, I apologize for the noise by the way there's a crane going past my house I kid you not a crane why a crane it's gone now but it was a crane oh and where I live It's only I don't live like in the you know a skyscraper cityscape. I live in a an English city that looks like a postcard English city, and I live in a cottage that's barely got two floors. And kids keep walking past our house, going, "Oh, look, it's a hobbit house!" So I don't understand what we need a crane for. um, And luckily, it's gone now. (laughs) Um, So yeah, listeners, that's that's what you wanted to hear. Back to my New Year's resolutions. Um, I I don't really have any yet, partly because I. The the idle period, that what I call between the years, my mom calls it zwischen the Jahren, between the years, the idle period between Christmas and the years, oh, I find is the ideal. My favorite
1: week of the year. Isn't
0: it just, it's the perfect time to just do, I don't know, it's, it's such a time of permission to laze and we all need this. Um, and I think out of that usually comes my new year's feel my new year's ambition my new year's resolution to say so i have some business goals and desires and things i want to get closer to but that's what i work on you know consistently um but i really like this feeling of addressing what's not working and why so i think that's something i want to look at over the new year i want to look at okay what's what's not currently working so well how can i address that um i may well set myself a goal of becoming a punctual person
1: (laughs) (laughs) and there's Um, nothing wrong with that either there's nothing wrong with the same goal exactly i've done that um on the blog i'm part of clear the list link up with with shannon and um esther of local Adventure and um, mariah of food booze and baggage and i love that because it's a case of okay what needs to happen this month what do i want to happen this month and so i've gone through and just things like Go to a Spanish meetup. If I didn't write it down, I wouldn't do it. And to be honest, I haven't written it down for the past few months, I haven't done it. Mm-hmm. hmm You know?
0: And it's it, it makes it clear as well to, you know, it helps us set priorities and it helps makes us yeah. it helps make us realise how, you know, like even a year, you know, people put out a New Year's resolution because they feel like twelve months is a is a long time, but actually it's not. Um This is me as the old lady talking, but you know, it's, it's shorter (laughs) than you think. So whatever goal you've got set up for yourself now for the new year, just half it and you might achieve it. Um, Pro tip there. So (laughs) I, but I will think about setting a theme for the new year, I think. And for me, a lot of it will be, um, I think I feel like it's progress, Um, partly because this was the year of my wedding. And obviously mm. I had two weddings, a double wedding. Um, and that takes up a lot of time and energy. And, you know, you put a lot of your resources into that. Um, and then you've got, you know, from the bills to the emotional kind of appreciation and the feelings that come out of it and the memories, et cetera. You know, you've, I've, I've just spent a year building something, um, in my life that I really cherish and really value. Um, both in Fluent and in, you know, my personal life and actually in this podcast. So I think it's going to be looking, consolidate and progress. So if you, listener, also have a theme for the new year, we've inspired you to maybe not set yourself a, an over-ambitious goal, or maybe you do want to set an over-ambitious goal. Or if you feel that you want to share your theme for the new year with us, just find us on Twitter. Uh, We are at LD Languages, that's Lindsay, and at Kirsten Hammers, K-E-R-S-T-I-N-H-A-M-M-E-S, that's me. Um, Or you can find us on Facebook as Lindsay Does Languages and Fluent Language as well. So I'd love to hear from you guys, you know, what, what have you set yourselves as your goal? You may want to set yourself a goal of using Hello Talk every week. You know, starting to get your, use your mobile for something other than Duolingo that's language related. That might be the goal. So that's our sponsor for this episode. Highly recommended. Lindsay uses it. I use it. Um, HelloTalk.com. Just wanted to get that in there. Um, and we've got one final topic to discuss, Lindsay, and that is the progress for our podcast in the new year. So and first first of all, twenty fifteen. Um let me just once again welcome Lindsay as my co-host, and she's so she's so super and I, I think you all agree with me. It's so nice to have Lindsay in the show all the time. What we have been doing is um between Lindsay and me, we've been interviewing guests every other episode and then having our chat episodes and the feedback that we've been getting from you guys is we are hearing you, and I think we between us feel as well um that this sort of chatter episode is really enjoyable i I really enjoy it do you do you are you having fun, Lindsay?
1: No, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course.
0: <laughs> it's, it's really enjoyable and we want to feel more like, you know, it, I love it when we get feedback and people say, oh, it's kind of like having two language crazy mates with me. Um, That's how I wanted to feel. So this is, I want to emphasize that more in the podcast over the new year, while still allowing expert voices into the show um, and enriching the show with expert voices whenever we can. So what we're going to do is we're going to stay fortnightly, which is um, every two weeks for you Americans, and we are going to see what our show is like if we just chat to each other every two weeks there will still be expert interviews but we're going to reduce the interviews and become more of a chat show um, which hopefully you guys are really going to enjoy and we're going to aim I know we're being bad at it and you know my whole talk about punctuality we're going to aim for slightly shorter episodes as well so that you can fit it into your commute you can fit it into your
1: drive if you're going somewhere or your lunchtime walk you say that how long's this one I feel like we've been chatting for ages (laughs) it's it's we're coming up to an hour so
0: (laughs) and and that is you know so we're going to aim for slightly shorter episodes every episode will have an article of the week and again you can um, I think I'm probably just gonna have to make us a twitter handle so look out for that in the new year and you know I will let you know guys um Every episode is going to feature a theme and an article of the week. So, for example, in this episode, we were talking about New Year's resolutions and how to make a good one. And every episode is also going to feature, instead of the three tips, we've re- we're reducing it to one episode takeaway. And that
1: was Lindsay's idea. I think it's wonderful. Uh, Lindsay, do you want to explain about the takeaway? Yeah, so I decided that we were talking so much and there was so much like good stuff that that, uh, that we were sharing. And it was the case of, well, why, um, why don't we actually say, right, well, what have we learned today? What is our favorite thing that we've discussed that we've, you know, what's our favorite tip that we've shared or something like that? And that will be the takeaway from the episode. That's right. So it's one thing that you can take
0: away from the episode and just put into action and try straight away. And my takeaway from episode 30 of the Creative Language Learning Podcast would be, Set yourself a theme for the new year. I thought that was, that was something that really stood out for me this episode. What, what's your takeaway, Lindsay? Mm, I like that. I would say, yeah, the, the theme. Yeah, set yourself the, a theme, the theme for the new year. Yeah, so. even
1: like for, for a year, but also for a month, you know, because a year is a long time. So if you say to yourself, okay, what's my, what do I want to do this month? You know, you can, you can also break that down as the year goes on. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So, you know, looking forward and
0: it's it'll help you keep track of, you know, how you're not how you're performing because, you know, we're not being assessed. We're all adults here and you have permission to do whatever you want to do. However, it'll help you keep track of how you how the things that you are doing are matching your theme and every now and then when we internally become very strict to ourselves, tell ourselves off, you can go back and go, "No, what I said was I was going to dabble." Well, for me what I, what I said was I was going to consolidate and progress, so if I sit around and look at my wedding photos that that's something that you know is is consistent with what I want to do in my life right now mm. and as such, we come to the end of the show. um I want to wish you guys an extremely happy new year, and in case you have missed it, I want to tell you about something and give you something amazing to take into the new year to listen to. Um, this is an episode. This is an, an initiative that Lindsay started and it's, it's a Christmas song. Um, <laughs> in how many languages? I'm, I'm just going to hand oh. over to you. you. You're the one who knows better about this. I sang in three languages, guys. It's so cool. Oh, um, 18,
1: 18
0: languages. Oh. Yeah. And what is the song based on?
1: Okay, so it's very selfish. <laughs> so my favourite Christmas film ever is Muppet Christmas Carol. And one of my favourite Christmas songs as a result of that is It Feels Like Christmas. You know when the ghost of Christmas presents there and he takes Scrooge, a.k.a. Michael Caine, out into the streets? You know the one I mean? Of yes. course you, you sang on it. Um, well, I know the song, but I've never seen the, the movie. Song. That's the oh <gasps> What?! Sorry. That is your, well, no, that's not your New Year's resolution. That's your Christmas resolution. <laughs> it's my Christmas oh, resolution. Oh, it's the best. It's the best. So that's why it was this song, mm-hmm. um, which, yeah, I, I hope that other people do know the song and they do enjoy it. And they enjoy all the language, the multilingual version as well. The Yes. So we've got the 18 language multilingual
0: version and we want to share it with you guys even though perhaps it doesn't feel like Christmas to you anymore, seeing as we're on the 4th of January, just imagine a happy glow of a chimney, um, a chimney yes (laughs) a fire a roaring fire get yourself the last christmas chocolate sit yourself down stare at your tree because you probably haven't taken it down yet if you are not a person that celebrates christmas um i hope you are still in the holiday spirit and just imagine yourself um in a among your family and friends in a warm round and among your internet family of language insane people who decided to sing an 18 language christmas carol and i'm going to play that to you now and before that we're going to say goodbye and happy new year and please tell us your theme for the new year so that's goodbye from me kirsten and and goodbye from me have a wonderful
1: 2016
0: have a wonderful
1: new year Es en el color de la calle cantando Tomo y se teñe entre comienco Loco de un río, fin de pará O cuando se con otros Priérna y estrechas, droga mil y brata
0: Jajón que hito y piármele, chris el guitarra, lóta hay Fumor galón de hí in the end,
1: we will the man says. The world is a for the world. The El día que le daré aquí no me queda.
0: Caché mi morada de vosotros. No. Estás
1: ni a manera de mí que farás gris nasco. C'est un tiempo que el changement vos ensemble. Es el verano de la ma en diciembre. Que te fijas en todo, serte son ya święta. Y me adala, vos, mon toque, por Wo man einander gern hat, mm-hmm. hat wo Ella, wo keiner okay. weint und klappert. Now komm, l'and <lacht> a un caldo, <muchos> bon 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 Noël. Noël. It's true wherever you find love la Navidad Ça sent comme Noël, sent comme Noël. Der Geist
0: Feels like Thanks for listening to the Creative Language Learning Podcast, guys. Don't forget to subscribe and to rate the podcast in iTunes or on Stitcher. That's always very much appreciated. If you have any feedback or you've got any questions, you can email me, kirsten, K-E-R-S-T-I-N, at fluentlanguage.co.uk. Or you can find me on Facebook, Fluent Language Tuition, or on Twitter, at Kirsten Hammers, that is K-E-R-S-T-I-N, H-A-M-M-E-S.